before we get to anything else, uh, maybe we'll do a, a late night joke off. There are some things to talk about. I suppose we'll play more clips from the president's um, press conference yesterday. The coronavirus White House press conference was the longest, most contentious one yet, and is the first one to include a major audiovisual presentation from the president. So that was very exciting. It that, was a doozy. What? At what point did CNN jump out? I know you were watching it live. Uh, Michael, at what point did CNN right decide when, we're out? I think it was right when the video started or it just started. So they decided that was too much yeah, for them. They considered it, that. Probably because a lot of the clips had CNN in it as well. So they probably um, just didn't want their network being you know, embarrassed. I don't think they would have known that ahead of time. Or maybe they just saw them represented in the video and, and yeah. pulled the... I would have been. It would have been pretty easy to assume that yeah, they were going to be featured. <laughs> they were going to be featured in anything like that. So, yeah, we'll talk more about that coming up. So, the presidential election is still going on. Joe Biden, it would appear, is going to be the candidate running against uh, Donald Trump in November. And no sandwiching, bushwhacking, horn swoggling, crocker crocker is going to roll away. Christmas cutter. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I, every time you play it, I think, you know, I've heard it enough, I'm not going to laugh this time. But when he gets to the end, that always makes me laugh. There's Joe Biden there. Um, so uh, the question was, Bernie Sanders finally gets out. Is he going to endorse Biden? Will he give a full-throated endorsement? Will the Bernie bros come over and vote for Biden? All those questions still remain. But uh, Bernie did come out yesterday and uh, and endorsed Joe Biden. And the late-night comics decided to take a look at it. Joe is not here to grade the comics, as he normally does, but we will assign grades to the jokes, and whoever gets the lowest grade is banned from comedy for life. Here we go. Now, of course, Bernie and Biden have a lot that they disagree on. But for Bernie, even though Biden might not be his first choice, he's obviously much better than Trump. You know, it's like at the end of the Titanic, Rose wasn't like, um, I wanted to get on a lifeboat, not some big wooden door. So that's a hard pass for me. I'm just going to, like, sink. Earlier today, Bernie Sanders endorsed Joe Biden for president in a joint live stream. Yep. And like most streams involving those two, they stood there for a few minutes waiting for it to happen. Oh, in the effort to end the era of Trump, Senator Bernie Sanders today officially endorsed Joe Biden in a joint live stream. And that's a very powerful message for the country. If two... 80-year-old men can successfully log into a Zoom meeting. Anything is possible. <laughs> you know what? So was that middle joke from Fallon a old men have trouble peeing joke? Was that what that was? No, they... Oh, okay. when a, he said stream, no, two uh, old men in a stream, I guess I hear too many ads on AM radio <laughs> yes. that are about men with a weak, vigor. weak stream and low T, which I really don't even know what those things are, but... Uh, no, that's a... When they do their live streams, there's a are we going now? Okay. And then they start, right? There's, there, there's just not a digital native. They don't know when the lights okay. are on. Okay. The fact that I didn't get that joke, uh, maybe it's my fault, but I'm still going to give him a C because I didn't get the joke. I got to tell you, I give an A to the first one and the third one. Trevor Noah gets downgraded because he's a foreigner I'm to a B. I'm just going to sink. <laughs> I'm a hard pass on that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> He'd have been the winner if he wasn't a foreigner, but he's taking comedy jobs that Americans could do. So he gets a B, and Kimmel is our winner, which uh, which that was pretty funny. If you can get two 80-year-olds to successfully Zoom together, 
There is hope for all of us. I, I do think some of those jokes were good, but I do feel like this is a bit of the substitute being a soft grader. I think the, the, the we're our regular teacher in the house tonight. I don't think that our, our GPA would be nearly as high. The substitute teacher is a soft grader. All right, now let's play heads up, seven up, everybody. Because <laughs> I got no plans. Yeah. I didn't know I was going to be teaching today. He's sick, so here I am. Um, what grade is this? Third? I don't know what third graders do. Uh <laughs> Speaking of uh, third grade or specifically in fourth grade with my son, they did their first everybody together sort of Zoom class yesterday, and uh, I I just I just caught the beginning of it. Then I got out, leaving his privacy with the teacher and the other classmates and everything like that. But it was it was just chaos and mayhem. I don't know how they're ever going to wrestle that together and make that turn into something. I hope they can. Um, so far, it's not very long every day. It's kind of like just checking in, and then you get all your assignments. You know, if you've got kids, you're probably doing a similar sort of thing. You get your assignments from various Google accounts and that sort of thing, and you send them in to be graded. I don't know to what extent. I don't know if it's 80% of it's not even close to that. Uh, I don't even know. What, what, what would be a goal for schools to get to 60% of what a normal school year would have been? Normal education would have been? I don't know. Uh, I think if you get to three quarters, you're doing great. Oh, absolutely! That would be a home run. Yeah. Uh, and I, 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 I'm, I'm uh, so far, I'm not optimistic that that's a likelihood. <laughs> but uh, we'll see. Did you did you catch any of the kids with uh with fancy Zoom backgrounds? Did they all did they or was it just their kind of messy? Gotta rooms? say, gotta admit, I'm not proud of this as a parent. A lot of it is peering into the homes of all, all your classmates uh, and seeing what what their lifestyle is like. Wow, they got a pretty nice house. Oh, look at that. Wow. <laughs> wow, what is that dump? That's what somebody was saying probably about my, my house. But, you know, and it depends on what kid room your kid decides to do it from. We could have done it from the living room. It would have looked better if we'd done it in his bedroom. But, uh, you know. It's, it's, that's next time you should do it uh, in the donkey pen. I do feel yeah, we should do it in the barn. That yeah. would be awesome. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> exactly. Um. I didn't. Some of the parents, I did wonder: is that the most comfortable place for your kid to be for class and learning, or is that just the best background you could possibly come up with? Because <laughs> that's like a pretty good, like right through the window. You got the plant, you got to everything, and it's your yard. Is that an original painting? Why is that in the frame? <laughs> I wonder if that's common across America. Our text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. Admit that you're choosing your Zoom background for your kids' schooling, or have you had your check show up in your account yet? And, and what I, are you doing with it? And what are you doing with it? And I'm not going to be judgmental at all on what you do with it, because uh, everybody's got a different situation. Although I think the goal is for us to, to, to spend it in some way, but well, sav- saving is a good idea, too. Yeah, you having a savings account is good for the economy. Absolutely. Um, came across this uh, and was thinking about it over the weekend. The eight... Second attention span. That is where we are currently, according to a new study by the sort of people that study this sort of thing. The average attention span for Americas has Americans has fallen to eight seconds. It was 12 seconds in the year 2000. How far into the Internet age were we in the year 2000? We had the Internet. It was pre-smartphone. Up and running, but it was pre-smartphone. So yeah. the, I don't think the Internet affected attention until we got smartphones. That's when it went downhill. Two thousand, like Alta Vista was still a search engine. Yeah, smartphones around 2006, 2007. That's when, uh, that's when things went to hell. Uh, but the attention span has fallen from 12 seconds to 8 seconds in 20 years. Obviously, if you continue on that trajectory... You would be at uh, 
four seconds by the year 2020 and zero by seconds. By 2040. By 2040. And zero seconds by the year 2060, which means you would have no attention span whatsoever. You better get to the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, I have no attention span. Anna, you already lost me. <laughs> you know you're on fire. What? Well, I'm sorry. Um, I've been, what's yeah. that? We See now, this tweet? We now actually, literally, according to these science, have, scientists, have a shorter attention span than goldfish, the study found. And goldfish famously have a short attention span and a very I, small um, brain. The goldfish thing is more memory than attention span. They just don't know that they're in a tiny fishbowl because by the time they get to the other side, apparently they've forgotten about it. So um, I don't know if that's necessarily attention span. What is attention span, according to these scientists, for the sake of uh, learning? The amount of concentrated time on a task without becoming distracted. The amount of concentrated time on a task without being distracted. Unless you're someone who doesn't use a smartphone, you're lying if you say yours hasn't changed over the last several years. And they use the, for instances that we all have uh, experienced ourselves, the waiting in line at the grocery store, putting something, you know, putting toast in the toaster, a variety of things that you used to just kind of daydream during. I notice it standing in line for a coffee at the Starbucks. If I'm going to stand in line for 45 seconds, out comes the phone. Yeah. I need a little something. I can't just stand here staring at the back of somebody's head for 45 seconds, which is, boy, when you say it out loud, is just shocking. What if I was just alone with my thoughts for a moment? Right, which uh, science says we need to do. It's kind of the way the brains work, et cetera, et cetera. But anyway, so we've gone from 12 seconds to 8 seconds for our attention span. That's how long on average we can pay attention before we s- something jumps into our mind while we're reading or working on a you know a work project or whatever it is, or probably listening to our spouses or our kids uh-huh. before something else jumps into our head. Should That's- I play an 8-second clip? And no sideways <laughs> and bushwhacking, horn swoggling, crocker crocker is going to roll away. So that's exactly eight seconds yeah. long. That yeah. gives you an idea how long your attention span is. Um, I know for me personally, I don't know if it works this way for everybody, but if I if I work at it, like if I sit down to read, I have trouble. I, I stay with it. I have trouble. A little longer period, I stay with it. In 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 an individual sitting of reading. If I, if I just tough it out through the first couple of minutes, I can get into a concentration zone. I don't know if there's an, an elastic ability to the brain or attention span that seems to happen, but that seems to happen to me. I hope that happens with all human beings. I hope that happens with my kids. Uh, one other thing, now all verbs and nouns have vanished from our communication, as it says here. And this, I wish Joe was here for this, because this particular uh, New York Times scientist says, emojis are the worst thing to happen to communication in our time. <laughs> Which, of course, I would agree with. It's just, we, can, we can't even speak anymore in a sentence. We just have to go, happy! Or angry! Or sex! Or something. We, just, we don't even have time for two words. We don't have time for one word. We just need a picture. That's where we are now. Uh, have you gotten your check? What are you going to do with it? Text line 415-295-KFTC and more from the Trump epic press conference yesterday. Coming up. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the uh, longest one of these coronavirus press conferences yet wasn't all Donald Trump and the back and forth between the uh, 
him in the press, although that was a lot of it, and that's what caused CNN to dump out <laughs> at some point. But some of it was Dr. Fauci, and here's a little bit of what he had to say. The first and only time that Dr. Burks and I went in and formally made a recommendation to the president to actually have a, quote, shutdown in the sense of not really shutdown, but to really have strong mitigation. We discussed it. Obviously, there would be concern by some that, in fact, that might have some negative consequences. Nonetheless, the president listened to the recommendation and went to the mitigation. The next second time that I went with Dr. Burks into the president and said, 15 days are not enough. We need to go 30 days. Obviously, there were people who had a problem with that because of the potential secondary effects. Nonetheless, at that time, the president went with the health recommendations. So, uh, first of all, it drives me nuts that this is what we're spending our time discussing during these press conferences. You want to get into... The government's response and whether it was fast enough or too fast or strong enough or not, I'm fine with it. But in the midst of it, do we have to break this down, make that our primary focus from the media in the midst of the damn thing? It just seems crazy to me. Anyway, uh, this is pretty important. Dr. Fauci goes on with this because this is a popular talking point and has been for several days. You said there was pushback. Yeah. Where did that pushback come no, from? No, it wasn't. And that was the wrong choice of words. You know what it was when people discuss not necessarily in front of the president. When people discuss, they say, well, you know, this is going to have maybe a harmful effect on this or on that. So it was a poor choice of words. There wasn't anybody saying, no, you shouldn't do that. Are you doing this voluntarily? or did No, the president I'm doing it. I, uh, everything I do is voluntarily. Please, don't even imply that. It's just unconscionable to me that the media is doing that. It just that You should not have that job. God, that is so freaking maddening. Are you being for blink twice if you if you need help? And this, what is the what is the I don't first oh. of all it's uh, him saying what did he say there at the end? It was it was the tone was how dare you ask that, which it should be. Don't even imply that. Th- that is so out of bounds, and that's not a Trump thing. That's a Doctor Fauci thing. So you're saying to Doctor Fauci, you're such a weak willed man that President Trump is making you go up there and say these things. That is freaking so out of line. Unless you've got a really dialed in news story with some serious sources, like tape of Fauci saying that to someone, you don't get to say that to somebody that is so damned out of bounds not to mention as i was saying before the whole conversation about uh, did trump do this in time or that in time or is he right about this or wrong do we have to have that in the midst of this but wow that was an out of bounds question and i like this comment from brit hume on fox so you're a mainstream media correspondent at the White House COVID-19 briefing. The top government epidemiologist makes a statement that goes some distance toward blowing up a favored media theme about Donald J. Trump's response to the virus. And what do you do? Easy. Your question, you question the doctor's integrity and independence. So the first part was him ruining your narrative that the president was pushing back against your science. He said, no, he's not. I mean, so far he's gone with the science, and we're, we're pushing back and forth economy versus science. So far he's gone with the science. So that blows up the media's entire narrative that Trump doesn't care about people and only cares about the economy. And what do you do at that point? You ask if Dr. Fauci is there of his own free will, because it's got to be. There must, they must have his wife in a cave somewhere with a gun to his head for Fauci to say that, because Trump is evil. 
God, that is so damn maddening. God, I would hope that even you Trump haters realize the media is not serving us well. God damn it. That is really, really maddening. The, the, no wonder Trump says at some point later in the press conference, you're rating, you know why you've earned your incredibly low approval ratings, media? Amazing. I want to talk more about that, but we have some pretty serious breaking news. A question that has been asked for some time now. Brandon. It, it looks like, oh yeah, this is, this is full on. This is full on. Bring the donkey out of the pen. He's got a mask on. To protect us and him in case it's a coronavirus Sorry jump species. Sorry for my voice. I know you're stressed. <laughs> but Brandon did, when the donkey brays, we have breaking news. Obama is set to endorse Biden for president, according to sources. Obama! That is a big deal for Joe Biden, because people been asking, and it looked a little it looked a little weird. Like, why hasn't he said anything? Looked yet? a little weak that your, your former vice president, who now is clearly non money, you got nothing to say? Nothing? You can't tweet out a good for Joe Biden, I think he'll make a great president? Nothing? You got nothing? You're still sitting on the sidelines to see if uh, somebody else gets in, your wife or whoever? Uh, so that that's a pretty big deal for Joe Biden, and I assume... Not a joke! I assume at some point we'll see Barack Obama get, come out and give a forceful speech as the most popular politician in America, according to all approval ratings, uh, on behalf of Joe Biden. Some people on the left are worried that he will so overshadow Joe Biden um, that it'll hurt Biden, but I think that's overthinking it. The Armstrong and Getty Show. A 93-year-old Pennsylvania woman went viral after putting a sign in her window that read, I need more beer. (laughs) Yeah, it was funny until everyone realized it was a 33-year-old woman who's been having a rough quarantine. Funny. Um... (laughs) Welcome to the program. We're getting lots of texts from people who are receiving their stimulus checks. Uh, half the people that are supposed to get their checks are going to have them by midnight tomorrow night. And I'm asking also, what are you going to do them? Pay bills and stick with beans and rice. My rice and beans diet. I was laid off three and a half weeks ago. Um, so everybody's uh, uh, got a different idea whether they're going to save it, spend it, invest it, whatever. I want to talk about what the governor of Michigan had to say. She's getting uh, beaten up by the uh, libertarian crowd for how hardcore she is about uh, closing down businesses. So stay tuned for that coming up in just a little bit. Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, has is going to spend about a billion dollars of taxpayer money on uh, masks, which is fine, I guess, assuming that those are needed. Um, but it's a Chinese manufacturer, which is getting some attention because this company, BYD, a Chinese multinational company, is um, is got some uh, sketchy stories out there. News outlet Vice, and I don't think anybody considers Vice right wing or something like They're that. They're all over the map, which kind of makes me trust yeah, them. exactly. Yeah. News outlet Vice reported Saturday about issues raised by the American government about the quality of of uh, electric vehicles that BYD has manufactured, uh, speculating that perhaps their masks are not up to quality, as well as allegations that the company relies on forced labor. I don't know why when we're talking about 
China, we use the term forced or coerced labor and don't just call it slave labor because that's what it is. Um, but so these masks that the taxpayers of California are paying for may be from from slave labor and may be sub quality. Now, Gavin Newsom brushed off concerns yesterday that they're spending a billion dollars of taxpayer money um, and that these masks are going to meet all the federal standards. I, too, have uh, no problem spending other people's money. <laughs> the, the, whether the masks meet the standards or not, uh, I guess other people will have to figure that out. But they have, have a, had a history of shoddy electric vehicles, according to Vice, and using slave labor. So the state of California that won't let government officials travel to North Carolina, for instance, because they didn't have the right kind of transgender bathrooms, will spend a billion dollars of taxpayer money on masks made by slaves in China. Okay. Not sure I can square that circle and uh, make that make sense. I did hear from somebody yesterday. I have to keep this uh, secret and anonymous because I don't want to get any anybody in any, tr- in any trouble. But it's someone that works in a hospital uh, setting, and as you've heard, a lot of different places there's a, a shortage of masks. One of the comments from this uh, a nurse type person was that. The hospitals are empty. They're, they're, they were all geared up and waited for this, uh, this, this rush of coronavirus cases, and it just never came because the social distancing worked. You know, it was a good idea. It worked. And, uh, and, 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 but, but, well, that's a separate topic to the fact that we're, we're past, we're probably past that when we can start opening up. But the rush never came to the hospitals. And so they're all sitting around talking, but they don't have enough masks. And they are still worried anytime somebody shows up that they're, um, that they they have the symptoms of coronavirus, that they're going to spread it around among the nurses. So they want to have masks. Well, the current system they have, at least at this person's hospital, is if you come across masks, for instance, if you you come across a box of these N95 masks, the good ones, if you bring them to the hospital, they're confiscated by management and then doled out the way management sees fit. And sometimes you don't end up with a mask. So you brought in some masks, and management decides, eh, it'd be better if we have them over in this ward. So what people are doing is they're h- hiding the fact that they have masks. This is what you often get with uh, centralized planning, I guess. Um, they're, they're hiding the fact that they have masks, so they're sneaking in their own masks because they want to protect themselves um, and, you know, patients and everybody else, but um, but not telling management that, hey, we've hey, got... I found we, this five-pack, I mean, four-pack of right, masks. Exactly. That's a weird situation to be in. Yeah. Hey, I found these masks. I brought them, but now I don't get one. Well, that's the last time I'm doing that, uh, obviously. So, uh, well, hopefully when we get this billion dollars worth of masks in the United States that uh, Californians are paying for from China, they work. And uh, sorry about the slaves that had to make them. we got to figure out the supply chain thing where we're so reliant on China for manufacturing the, mm. what seems to be the most basic of products. As we have said over and over, I hope that this is an ongoing story. In which uh, Marco Rubio and, uh, and and Tom Cotton and others stay on this. Hey, China can't be relied on. They're an enemy of the United States. Let's get this figured out for our medicine, for our masks, for everything else. I, I would definitely agree with that. So I want to get to the governor of Michigan. As perhaps the biggest story going on right now is where do we open back up? When do we open back up? And who makes that decision? Well, uh, the who makes the decision is pretty clear. And the president does know this. Uh, why he decided to po- poke the media all day long yesterday, I, he gets a kick out of that, I guess. Um, but but uh, the governors are the ones that shut down states. They're the ones that open up states. And they're 
doing it in um, at least initially in groups. For instance, California is uh, pairing with Washington and Oregon to have some sort of opening together in the Northeast, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, Delaware, Pennsylvania and Rhode Island are coming together in some way to uh, to open up uh, regionally that way. But the governor of Michigan, um, well, we'll play what she had to say, and then we'll discuss afterwards. Here's the governor of Michigan. goes something like this. Big box stores will also have to close areas of the store that are dedicated to things like carpet or flooring, furniture, garden centers, plant nurseries, or paint. If you're not buying food or medicine or other essential items, you should not be going to the store. So um, uh, Tucker Carlson on his show believes that uh, on Fox at night, he believes that this governor, what is her name? I should have her name. Uh, I'll get that for you. In just a uh, she, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a rising star right now, and uh, she's on the short list for Veep candidates for uh, Joe Biden. Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen Whitmer. Um, uh, she's on the short list, and uh, Tucker Carlson at least believes that she's kind of showboating, trying to flex her governor muscles uh, to 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 rise up in the political ranks. But the libertarians across the country are horrified that here's another example of a part of the country where they seem to be past the worst part of it, and they're clamping down more. And she's telling various stores that. You can't sell garden hoses over in that area if you're selling something over in this area. I'm not exactly sure why we can't go over to the garden hose area and stay uh, six feet apart like lots of states are doing in their hardware stores, for instance. Um, the governor, the governor, the mayors, the governors, the well, the, 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 the whoever's in charge, as Joe was talking about yesterday, you don't know exactly who's making these calls, whether or not you get to go on the golf course or wh- whatever. What are they? What are they basing this on? Are they basing it on science? Are they basing it on who are they discussing these sorts of situations with? Whether or not to get, I get to play golf or buy garden hoses. This is a a level of scrutiny about our decision making that has never occurred in this country. I mean, not even close. I look forward to seeing how that plays out in the future. I think we mentioned this briefly the other day that there's too much milk now. Um, Send it to me. I have plenty of cereal. I will do my best. With schools closing down, where a lot of milk gets drunk. Is it drunk or drank? Drank? I get drunk. I drank milk. Gotcha. Where a lot of milk gets drunk. Where a lot of milk gets drank. I think that's correct. Okay. Um, uh, so the milk drank doesn't get drank. So you can't shut down. You can't shut down, drunk. Can't shut down <laughs> cows, according to uh, one spokesman for the the cow industry. And they are literally <laughs> pouring. <sense. laughs> they are lit- literally pouring milk down the drain, as they have way too much milk in a whole bunch of states all across the country. So, do what you can to to keep up with the milk situation. Text line is four one five two nine five KFTC. I'm going to buy a generator with my check. Just in case uh, my power gets shut out. Oh, that must be somebody from California. Don't want my food hoard to spoil. Uh, got my stimulus check. Still working. Sending it to the Trump re-election campaign. I don't believe you. Maybe you are. I think you're trolling me. I can't imagine donating to a politician ever. Yeah, I've always been that way, too. I've never given a politician a dollar, and I don't think I ever will, but others disagree. Um, uh, bah, 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 bah. Some of the amounts are interesting. We had that one family that got $4,400 because they're a mom, dad with four kids. That's a pretty big chunk of change. Um, 
You're expecting $1,200 in your account? Have you checked to see if it shows up in your account? Uh, it yet? hasn't last I checked. That was about an hour or so ago. Half of all Americans will have their checks show up by tomorrow night at midnight. Received my stimulus payment yesterday. I bought groceries and things to uh, uh, put in my garden, paid bills, added a small chunk to my savings account. Keep safe and enjoy being home with your families, says that person. That seems like a very reasonable thing to do with, uh, with your check. And spread it around a little bit. Has anybody had their unemployment show up? We had one text on that earlier. Unemployment, and are you making as much as you made from your job or even more as is happening in some cases, which is a heck of an interesting conversation on its own. Why did the world shut down for COVID-19, but not Ebola, SARS, or swine flu? A lot of people are asking that question. We've got the answer, along with more from the president's press conference coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. I am asking all Americans, I'm asking every Democrat, I'm asking every Independent, I'm asking a lot of Republicans to come together in this campaign to support your candidacy, which I endorse, to make certain that we defeat somebody who I believe, and I'm speaking just for myself now, is the most dangerous president in the modern history of this country. We've got to make Trump a one-term president. Uh, and we need you in in the White House. So that was uh, uh, Bernard Bernie Sanders. Bernie with his what they're calling a full throated endorsement of Joe Biden yesterday. As Jimmy Kimmel said, that's uh, the, the the real note to humanity is that two eighty year olds were able to get on a Zoom call together, and uh, and that that shows hope for America. Why can't I hear the voices? I don't hear the voices. But the <laughs> but the breaking news of the day is that Barack Obama is going to endorse. Joe Biden, which has been the question for the last week. Where is he? What's going on there? Is his wife running, et cetera, et cetera? I'm sure they'll be broken down by pundits for hours and days to come. The The question is the answer, Jack. Why is it taken so long? Do, do you have I mean, an answer? This is literally the last possible second his eight years mate in the White House could endorse him. I mean, literally, at the moment, the cops were saying, everybody's got to go now. Everybody go. He finally endorses them. There could be no more insulting endorsement in the history of politics. So, <laughs> Not a joke. So your take is he has to at this point, or it would be just weird. You know, old Barrick could be claiming, look, until Bernie capitulated, I'm just staying out of it. And that is honorable in a way. Uh, but, but shocking. I mean, I'm sure you could go back in history and come up with, you know, six out of eight of the last races where, you know, if the, if the Veep was running, the, uh, the, the president endorsed. I'm sure of it. Oh, um, uh, I doubt Reagan was, was waiting to see what would happen with George H.W., for instance. I don't recall, but. I'll have to do a little research. When did, uh, Clinton endorse Gore? You don't have don't to do he, this, Joe. I don't think he waited. I don't think Bill Clinton waited to see if Dick Gephardt got a little running room before he endorsed Al Gore. But I don't think so. Maybe you should have. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'll go back and take a look at it. Um, uh, how are you going to spend your 
check that is showing up in your checking account right now. We've gotten a whole bunch of texts from people that today looked at their checking account and hey, look, there's what does it say on it? Does it just say, yeah, somebody text me that. What does it say on it? Does it just say U.S. government bank error in your favor? Uncle Sam, Corona money. We've gotten a bunch of emails, but nobody sent a picture. Does it say thanks China? What does it say? Uh, but this person said they're going to sp- spend their money on a tiger. <laughs> and Michael said he wants to open a Carol Baskin Robbins. So there's our two. Oh, nice. There's Isn't our, that great? There's our nice. two Tiger King jokes of the day. Excellent. Do I understand we have a Tiger King clip that you dug up? Oh. That I, have, I haven't heard this. I, I, well, let's listen to it first and then interpret it. This is Jeff and Lauren from the Tiger King. And you know, with the next financial crisis in full swing, the collapse of global capitalism is all but inevitable. But take comfort, Jonathan. Communism will rise from its ashes. We will defeat the billionaires and take America back. Workers of the world unite. Stay strong. Watch season two. We won't be there. (laughs) Bye, guys. What? What was that? I don't know. And his, his weird hostage wife is, is kind of smiling and chuckling in the background. It's it, uh, utterly unclear to me if he was trolling or, or completely serious. That was know. the, that was the guy that came and took Joe Exotic's tiger farm. Of well, the, uh, handkerchiefed head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which exactly. is usually a move by the bald or the balding, but he had a full head of hair. So I'm not exactly sure what's going on there. You see so, a guy in a bandana who always wears a hat. He's bald, probably. He of the bandana and the always hard-ass sportswear. Right. The always, I'm a tough guy, look at me, sportswear. What was that brand he was always wearing? Uh, I don't know if that was a biker brand or a skateboard brand. Or... Yeah, I've seen that before. There's probably skating. But anyway, so apparently he's a communist. He's a very bad communist as he was able to wrestle away somebody's profitable business from, from them and, and take it for his own. Would you like to speak to sheltering in place? Um, I suppose, um, is, <laughs> that's an interesting way to get into it. Uh, yeah, uh, we opened the show this morning, as we often do, and, and you said, uh, anybody who is staying at home is a mindless sheep. And then you said a couple other things, and I said, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Mindless sheep, that's pretty strong. And you said, no, it isn't. I think they are something to that effect. And as I uh, am at home, and my wife is, and my daughter is, and many of my friends are, and a lot of hardworking people are, and they're just trying to do the right thing, uh, I got so angry at that statement, I realized if I said anything at all, it might destroy this little business we built. And so instead of hitting send, as I often advise people, I uh, did not, and I attempted to cool off, um, and uh, that process is ongoing. Can I clarify my statements? Absolutely, of course. So um, uh, what had me worked up was, and we played part of the clip, although there's a little more to it, uh, we played part of the clip uh, last segment. The governor of Michigan and uh, her and a a number of other politicians who are now expanding their uh, clamping down on all of us is, is really driving me crazy. And, uh, and, uh, and, and hurting my libertarian bones mm-hmm. as they're telling us what we can and can't do. In many cases, like in her case, after it would seem the crisis is over, they're really enjoying flexing their power like they did in your county where they're shutting the golf courses when it would certainly look like we're past the point of the worst of it. 
So my whole sheep comment was meant to be, although uh, uh, not clearly worded with enough uh, uh, sentences to explain what I'm talking about, is more about we need to come out and look around and see what's going on rather than stay in our houses and just wait until someone like the governor of Michigan tells us it's okay to live our lives again. Yeah, fair enough. I'm looking at a picture sent along by alert listener uh, Anonymous, uh, a county that I might reside in that's closed everything down, including recreation. They're in the closed-off, taped-off pavilion inside a taped-off park are all the county workers sitting together having lunch. Right. Well, did you hear what the governor of Michigan said about how she's heard people are going to hardware stores and buying hoses? That's not acceptable. So she's making them tape off the aisle where they sell hoses so they only sell whatever she considers is acceptable, for instance. I mean, that's just freaking ridiculous. Uh, Yeah. 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 The rollout of this is going to be way harder and more complicated and controversial than I would have ever guessed the opening things back up. I didn't think it'd be that big a deal. I thought they'd just say, it's over now, and we'll open it up. But clearly, that's not the case. Especially given the tone of the media coverage of the entire question, as I'm sure you've discussed, uh, you know, in reference to the the press conference yesterday, in which everybody is just feverish to politicize this and uh, make it adversarial. Oh, yeah, we've got to play again uh, Fauci's response and then the media doubling down and trying to, and insulting his intelligence. Stay tuned for that. And get it. 